Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm going over the top 10 projected players for fantasy football in 2020. These are the top 10 guys based on average draft position, better known as ADP from FantasyPros.com. What Fantasy Pros does is they combine from a bunch of different websites, so it's going to be the ADP, the average draft position, from websites like ESPN, NFL, uh, best ball sites, and all of that to get you a pretty good combined list of the top 10 players that are going to be going on in your drafts if you were to draft right now. Now, this ADP is going to move right now. We are in May. I'm recording this on May 26th. It's my birthday. You guys are seeing this the day after my birthday. Thank you to all of you guys who gave me some support in the comments. That really means a lot to me. We're almost at my goal of 4,000 subscribers, but this video is going to be very simple. I'm just going to be bringing up where each guy is ranked, and I'm going to be talking about each player and whether or not I really think they're worth where their average draft position is at as of right now. So let's get right into it. Top 10 projected players for fantasy football in 2020. So the first guy here is obvious. Everyone knows who this guy is. Run CMC, Christian McCaffrey, running back of the Carolina Panthers. Christian McCaffrey right now is pretty much going as the consensus number one overall pick. I barely ever see people even making an argument for anyone else at the number one spot besides Christian McCaffrey. Now, what did Christian McCaffrey do last year? He pretty much proved his excellence. He pretty much hit his ceiling. If he did better than what he did last year, I would be very, very surprised. I'd be like that painting where the guy's like this, all shocked. That would be what I would be looking like if Christian McCaffrey was able to beat what he did last year. Last year, running back number one, 287 carries, which is 17.9 per game, fourth at the running back position, 1,387 rushing yards, 86.7 per game, third in the NFL. In the passing game, he had 143 targets, which is 8.9 per game, and first in targets, 116 receptions, first in targets. So this guy is just absolutely a target monster. He got over 1,005 receiving yards, 62.9, first at the running back position. So all these numbers, everything is in the top five, and a lot of them are first in the NFL at his position. 1,000 rushing yards. 1,000 receiving yards. Now, these numbers might slightly move down, but it does not matter to me. He had almost 100 more points than the second best running back in fantasy football in 2020, or 2019. 100 total more fucking points. This guy legitimately put the team on his back. He was like the map and the backpack that Dora has in Dora the Explorer. That's what he does for the team. The rest of the team is chilling in Dora's backpack, the Panthers, and all that. And it doesn't matter that that they switch coaches. It doesn't matter that they bring in a new offensive coordinator. It doesn't matter that they bring in a new coach. It does not fucking matter because what are you going to do if you're the coach of the Carolina Panthers? You're going to give it to your best fucking player in Christian McCaffrey. He's just going to be getting the ball force-fed to the guy. He's going to get it so many times. Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater can dump the ball off to CMC a million times. The record won't be good. Their defense is not good. And you know what a bad defense means? A lot of opportunities for pass-catching opportunities. But it could be 3rd and 10, and the Panthers could fucking run it. Because the odds of them getting a first down from passing is not really that high. I mean, their best wide receiver is DJ Moore, who's actually very talented. But the rest of the guys are not super talented. You just dump the ball off to Christian McCaffrey. You hand him the ball. The guy could absolutely eviscerate rate a defender. If you've ever seen the picture of him working out, the dude is absolutely yoked. He is going to destroy again in 2020. Look at his red zone numbers. 66 red zone targets. 4.1 per game. Second that fell on total touchdowns. The motherfucker had 19 touchdowns. One short of 20. First in the NFL. This guy could put up numbers less than this and tear it up. This is probably the ceiling. This is probably where the ceiling is. All these points 
playing amazing. The floor is probably RB4, RB5 for Christian McCaffrey. I could 100% see a season just like what we saw last year, this season for Christian McCaffrey. I think he's going to tear it up. I understand why he's the number one overall pick. I will not argue against it. I love Christian McCaffrey. He would be my number one overall pick as well. So I agree with the ADP for Mr. CMC. Now, the second guy to talk about here is Saquon Barkley, running back of the New York Football Giants. Saquon Barkley last year only played in 13 games. What's funny about the 13 games that he actually ended up playing was that those 13 games, it should have been like 10 games. But the guy gets hurt, and he's just so much of a goddamn beast that he comes back in three weeks from an injury that could have taken a a month or two longer to heal. He finished as running back 10, missing three games. 217 carries, 16.7 per game, 18th at the running back position, 1,003 rushing yards, 77.2 per game, 15th in the NFL. So his rushing totals weren't as good as we would have thought it would have been, but had he not have gotten hurt in that game, I honestly think he would have easily been a top three, top five running back, because finishing his RB number 10 with just 13 games is very, very hard. All the guys above him pretty much had 14, 15, 16 games, and a lot of the guys below him even played in 16 games and still couldn't hold Mr. Saquon's jockstrap. Now, Saquon Barkley's quarterback, obviously, just like last year, is Mr. Danny Dimes. Now, a kind of a worry amongst the fantasy community might be, hey, Danny Dimes runs the ball more, so that's not as good for Saquon Barkley because he's not going to be looking to dump the ball off when he could just use his own legs and take off. Sure, I think Saquon Barkley would be better with Eli Manning, but what is better for Saquon Barkley is probably having a team that's better. New York Giants defense is not that good, if I'm being honest with you. They will get absolutely rolled by teams like the the Cowboys by other tough offenses in the NFL, but it's okay because Saquon Barkley is just going to be catch the third ranked player on the average draft position of the fantasypros.com is Ezekiel Elliott running back of the Dallas Cowboys. Now notice the first three guys coming off the board were all running backs. In the past, you could actually see a guy like Antonio Brown crawl up into the top three, but no longer is that the case. Ezekiel Elliott, the third running back coming off the board, the third overall player of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, last season, he finished as running back number three. Why do I like Ezekiel Elliott for this season is strictly because I just see him as such a safe running back. Now, there's going to be people talking about, oh, Mike McCarthy likes to pass. Oh, this. Oh, that. Their offense is amazing. They add a new wide receiver in C.D. Lamb. It doesn't fucking matter because all you have to do is hand the ball to Zeke and he's going to run it into the end zone. All you got to do is pass the ball to Zeke and he can score. I think his targets do go down. He had 72 targets last year. It seemed like the year prior to last year in 2018, he really got into being a pass-catching running back, getting a lot more receptions out of the backfield. I think he could be seeing maybe a lowered target rate at maybe 60 or 65, but I don't even think that really matters because he had 301 carries last year, second in the NFL. This guy is a carry monster, 1,357 rush yards, 84.3 per game, 14th in the NFL, 72 total targets, 4.5 per game, 9th in the NFL, 54 receptions, 9th in the NFL, 419 receiving yards, 12th in the NFL at the running back. The Cowboys offense, just like last season, is going to be humming. They are going to look great. Dak Prescott was the number two overall quarterback in fantasy football. Amari Cooper was a top 12 wide receiver in fantasy football. Michael Gallup put up over 1,000 yards as well. So they could obviously diversify the goddamn revenue of the whole team, make it so that everyone gets the ball. Ezekiel Elliott is going to have yet another good season. Last year, Zeke had, was number one in red zone touches at the running back position, 42 
two per game, and his total touch count was, or his total touchdown count, I should say, was 14, and his red zone touch count was 68. Like I said, he did this all in 16 games. He did not miss a single game, and Ezekiel Elliott is not known to get hurt. He, What he is known for doing is some stupid shit off the field that ends up getting him suspended, but he hasn't done that in a while. I think he has figured it all out. He's going to be good guy, Zeke, and I think Ezekiel Elliott is going to be great yet again this season. I will not, not, not hate on the ADP. He's the number three running back for me, the number three player that I would draft off the board. It's pretty easy here, but I think the first two guys are in a tier of their own. If you're drafting based off of tiers for the running backs, it's clearly CMC and Saquon at the one tier, the first tier, and then this guy, Ezekiel Elliott, and the next couple guys are in the second tier. Even if you're drafting based on tiers just by overall players, which I don't really know how you would do, Ezekiel Elliott would be in that second tier of that as well. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please click that subscribe button for me down below. Now, the number four guy here, we have gotten into our first wide receiver, Michael Thomas, wide receiver of the New Orleans Saints. Now, this is based off of Fantasy Pro's ADP. From what I've done in these mocks, I've seen Michael Thomas go, he never has once left the first round. He goes from slot four, typically, to slot six. I rarely ever see him go ahead of four, but typically four to six is where Michael Thomas is going to go. Once the people are a bit scared of the running back, they just say, fuck it, let me get this safety in Michael Thomas. Now, Michael Thomas may be a crybaby on Twitter, getting all mad about Devontae Parker. Even though he's better than Devontae Parker, he still just tries to talk shit to the guy. I don't get it at all, but Michael Thomas last year was wide receiver number one in 2019 in 16 games. He played 16 games. He had 186 targets, 11.6 per game. Yeah, you heard that right. You read that right if you're reading the screen. 11.6 targets per game. This guy is getting absolutely peppered with targets, and it did not fucking matter who the quarterback was. When it was Teddy Bridgewater, he was getting a lot of targets. When it was Drew Brees, he was getting a lot of targets. So Drew Brees comes back. He should be the quarterback. If he ends up getting hurt, it's going to be Jameis Winston, and maybe Michael Thomas is even better. He got so many targets, so many receptions. He's setting all these types of records because the offense, what they want to do, Sean Payton divvies it up so that what you do is Drew Brees can't get absolutely raped in the backfield. They're not going to absolutely murder the guy before he even has a chance to throw the ball, so they do these quick pass type of plays. Michael Thomas runs eight yards down the field. Drew Brees throws it right there. Boom, it's a catch pretty much every single time. 149 receptions, 9.3 per game, number one at wide receiver. If you notice all of his stats, he's number one except for the touchdown category. 1,725 receiving yards, 107.8 per game, number one at wide receiver, nine total touchdowns, third amongst wide receivers, and 20 red zone receptions, number one amongst wide receivers. I know already there's going to be those people who want to be naysayers of Michael Thomas. They say, oh, he only catches the ball nine yards down the field. And I say that too. I'm joking about it. What You know what matters is catching the ball and getting yards. And that's what Michael Thomas does. He also scores touchdowns. He's also the best fantasy wide receiver last season easily. He is going to tear it up once again. I see no reason to be a naysayer, to say, oh, this, oh, that. People are going to bring up, oh, now Emmanuel Sanders is there. Now Michael Thomas is going to be terrible, or he's not going to get as many receptions. I can understand you wanting Devontae Parker to go over Michael Thomas because typically the number one wide receiver just does not repeat. Same thing with the number one running back. It just rarely ever happens. But Michael Thomas is the king of safety. You're not wrapping three condoms on because that's actually unsafe. You just put one on and you go to town. That's what Michael Thomas is. Michael Thomas is going to have yet another good season. You want to know who Drew Brees is going to throw the ball to? Either he's throwing it to Alvin Kamara or he's going to throw the ball to Michael Thomas. It's very obvious. And now obviously Emmanuel Sanders is going to get the ball, but who cares? Michael Thomas is going to tear it up. He's the alpha on the team. He is the best NFL wide receiver for scoring fantasy points, so that's why I like him, 
Number four, Michael Thomas. I actually would take some guys over him because that's why I just don't typically draft wide receivers early because I think you can find some later in the draft that are going to be very safe and are going to be players that end up just being completely fine because if you miss on the running backs early, it, it feels like a goddamn puzzle to figure out. You're putting together like a million-piece puzzle to try to get some running backs later in the draft if you end up missing on them. So I would say I won't draft Michael Thomas at four, but if you want to start your team being as safe as possible, taking Michael Thomas at four is 100%. I would advise you do that because he is going to just get 10 plus targets a game. He's going to catch nine, eight balls a game and just tear it up. He's very safe. So I like him for that, but I would personally go some other guys above him. If you guys have enjoyed thus far, please click that subscribe button. So number five is Dalvin Cook, running back of the Minnesota Vikings. Now, if you know anything about me, I fucking hate Dalvin Cook with a burning passion. 14 games played last season. The other seasons before, he didn't even play 14 games combined. Now, there's going to be these guys talking about, oh, he's two years off the ACL tear. Oh, this. Oh, that. He still got fucking hurt last year. This guy is a walking injury tent. I know he's not going to play 16 games. I don't like him at five. I'd rather take other running backs above him at five. I just don't want to take a guy that I know for a fact will get hurt. I'm not a doctor, but what I do know is I see the number that he hasn't completed a season ever in his NFL career, and that scares me. Sue me. I don't give a fuck. I'm not drafting Dalvin Cook at five. Running back six last year. His numbers were unreal. When this guy's healthy, he could be the best running back in the NFL, and I will not dispute it, but I'm not drafting a guy who is as injury-prone as Dalvin Cook. Last year, he put up 250 carries, 17.9 per game, 8th in the NFL, 1,135 rushing yards, 81.1 per game, ninth in the NFL, 63 targets, 13th in the NFL, 53 receptions, 10th in the NFL, 519 receiving yards, 6th in the NFL. So he does both assets of the fantasy game correct. What you want for your fantasy running back is a guy that's going to catch the ball and a guy who is going to run a ball unless you're playing standard. Don't be a crazy motherfucker playing half PPR or full PPR. I personally prefer half PPR, but most of my leagues are full PPR, and his red own touches were 56th in the NFL, and his total touchdowns were 13th, 7th in the NFL. So just playing, missing some games for Dalvin Cook, and him still playing just 14 games, he still tore it up. He's going to tear it up. He'll finish as a top 10 running back, I would assume. Maybe he finishes slightly outside the top 10 if he gets hurt early, but he's going to tear it up when he's on the field. My only worry is his injury concern. Another worry to play devil's advocate is that Mike Zimmer is now probably going to be calling the plays before it was Kevin Stefanski, and Kevin Stefanski will just jerk off to watching a running back run on the field. He literally will give the ball to the running backs 60% of the time. No one really does that. 55% of the time. He is a run-heavy machine, and now he's gone. He's the Browns head coach, so that kind of worries me, but at the end of the day, Dalvin Cook is fine at five. I am just personally not going to take him because I want a guy who I think will play 16 games. There's going to be people who tell you, oh, you cannot predict injuries, blah, 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 blah. Well, looking at the fucking injury history, this guy is going to get hurt. It's like when your parents check your history and they see you've been on the hub when you're like 13 and then you're fucked. Pretty much is what's going to happen when you draft Dalvin Cook. You're going to get 13 games out of it. So Dalvin Cook is going to be great. But just temper your expectations because the guy is going to get hurt. And remember, I told you that when you draft him and he gets hurt 10 weeks in. Coming in at number six, we have Alvin Kamara running back of the New Orleans Saints. The second New Orleans Saints inside of the top six 
of the ADP. Now, last season, he sadly only played in 14 games. He ended up getting hurt a couple weeks in. He came back, and he played well. In his absence, the backup running back, Latavius Murray, absolutely tore it up. So this system proves to be a system that likes two things, Michael Thomas and a running back. And that running back just so happens to be Mr. Alvin Kamara. Finishes running back number nine last year, but like I said, he only played in 14 games. 171 carries, 24th in the NFL, 797 rush yards, 22nd in the NFL. Now, you see those two numbers right there. You're ready to put your your fingers like th- 30 inches deep into your throat until it goes out your ass because you want to throw up because Alvin Kamara's rushing numbers are not going to be 1,000. He's never going to hit 1,000 rushing yards, at least in my opinion. But what's he going to do? He's going to probably hit it near 100 targets. 97 targets, 6.9 per game. Nice. Fifth in the NFL. 81 receptions, 5.8 per game. Third in the NFL. So this guy's going to probably catch probably 75 plus balls near 100 targets this season. 533 receiving yards, fourth at the running back position. So he's going to be getting a lot of opportunities to catch the ball in space. They don't even put corners against this guy. They put some random ass fat guy to cover Alvin Kamara and eventually they have to figure out that you just can't put some big dude to cover Alvin Kamara because he will absolutely toast you. Now I don't like his nose ring. I think it looks stupid but at the end of the day, that doesn't affect his fantasy value. It doesn't at all the fact that he wears a fucking nose ring. Obviously you know that. But Alvin Kamara is going to have a great season again. I would personally take him over Dalvin Cook. I don't think his him missing two games is means an injury concern. Where Dalvin Cook misses half the goddamn season pretty much every single year. Red zone touches 36, 17th in the NFL, total touchdown 6. Now his total touchdown number is never going to be like 15. He's never going to get close to 20 like Christian McCaffrey. But he is going to be getting the ball a lot on a team that is going to be good. The defense is going to be good so they can run the ball. They can also pass the ball. They are in a division that is literally shootout happy. They play against these teams where the games are going to be very, 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 very high scoring. In the NFC South, you play teams like the new Patriots, not really the Patriots, but the Bucks. You're going to be playing against the Falcons. You're going to be playing up against the Panthers. Now, against the Panthers, you can bend them over, put two fingers in your mouth, stick it in there, and just go to town because the Panthers' defense won't be able to stop shit that Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas are going to unleash against them. Against Atlanta, it's going to be high scoring. Against the Bucks, it is going to be high scoring. Alvin Kamara is going to get tons of opportunities to touch the ball when it matters. Every time he gets the ball dumped off to him, you get a point, a point and a half. Hopefully you're playing in a half PPR or full PPR league, like I said earlier. Alvin Kamara is going to tear it up again. I like him better at five. I'd probably take him at four over Michael Thomas as well. His ADP right now is great for him. If you can get him at six, that is a goddamn steal because Alvin Kamara is going to have a much better season than last year. The next guy here at number seven is D-Rock Henry. Derrick Henry running back of the Tennessee Titans. Now, I'm not a huge fan of Derrick Henry because this guy has feet for hands. He's not not going to catch the ball. He's just not going to catch the goddamn ball. Coming in at number seven, we have Derrick Henry running back of the Tennessee Titans. Now, to me, I'm kind of indifferent on Derrick Henry. I would draft him, but I'm not really excited to draft him. Now, one thing that a lot of people are going to talk about with Derrick Henry that I talk about as well is that the guy literally has feet for hands. He wears his, like, ice cubes on his gloves or something. I don't understand it. The guy just can't catch the fucking ball if it would save his life, but it literally doesn't matter. He played in 15 games last year, and he got hurt for the last game, week 17. He probably was just tired of putting 
putting the or week like 16 or 15. He was probably just sick and tired of putting the goddamn team on his back. Derrick Henry was a beast all of last year. So I would t- at number seven, I would take him there. There's some guys I like slightly more, but I won't dispute it. Number seven is a fine spot for Mr. Derrick Henry, the running back number five of 2019. This guy literally on the ground will maul you. You saw that? He literally spun Earl Thomas around in the playoffs on the Ravens and pushed him. He made a guy on the other fucking team block for him. This guy makes the defense look like a bunch of pussies. They are scared to tackle Derrick Henry. When it becomes the winter months, tackling Derrick Henry is impossible. This guy is a goddamn beast. Now, if we're talking Dynasty, which we're not, there's worries because he's franchise tagged. I don't think he's going to hold out. I think he plays. I think they continue to feed the guy. He's been getting fed for the past Year He got fed last year really heavily, but I don't think that's going to matter. 303 carries last year, number one in the NFL, which is 20.2 per game. 1,539 yards, 102.2 per game, first in the NFL. The rushing title leader. He stole that shit from Nick Chubb because Nick Chubb decided to sit pretty— or he didn't really sit the last game, but they were really just fucking around. They're like, let's not get Nick Chubb hurt. Let's just get out of the season. We'll be fine. Whatever. He won't—he'll continue to have the rushing— yard target, or not the rushing yard target, but the rushing yard title, and then out of nowhere, Derrick Henry just plows through like nine dudes and scores a touchdown. 25 targets last year, 49th. 18 receptions, 50. If he gets, if he legitimately caught 25 balls, 25 targets, I would legitimately shit myself if he had 25 receptions. I honestly would, because they're just not going to try to get him involved there. He's going to get some screens, and it's going to hit him right in the hands. It's going to fall onto the ground, but it's okay. 206 receiving yards, that's obviously just a bonus. All you care about with Derrick Henry is the rushing yards. I know it's PPR, but when you know the guy is going to get 300-plus carries, when you know he's probably going to score 15 touchdowns, you just have to draft that guy. Red zone touches 4.6 or 4 3.1 per game, 46 total red zone touches. I'm sorry for the 4.6. My fingers messed up there. Eighth in the NFL and total touchdowns, 18, third in the NFL. So this guy is legitimately just going to run the ball every game. You don't have to worry about the passing passing at all, his receptions. Who gives a fuck because they're going to run it. What is Tennessee's game plan to win? Give it to Derrick Henry. You saw him literally in the playoffs to beat the Ravens. They ran a train on them by by handing the ball to Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry threw a fucking touchdown in that game. That's how involved he was. Derrick Henry at 7. I like. I don't necessarily love it, but I won't dispute it. I think Derrick Henry will have a fine year yet again. Now, number 8 here. This is absolutely flabbergasting. I don't fucking understand who is the dipshits that are drafting DeAndre Hopkins over Devontae Adams. DeAndre Hopkins goes from Houston, where he's going to get fed, to Arizona, where there's actually kind of a lot of cooks in the kitchen. And in Houston, there's there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen as well. Brandon Cooks, haha, funny joke, now he's there. But it, it was like, those guys just fucking got hurt. They were tying their cleats before the game. Oh, my pussy hurts. I'm out for four weeks. That's Will Fuller. That's Brandon Cooks. That's what those guys love to do. Derek, DeAndre Hopkins is always healthy. DeAndre Hopkins is always playing. In 15 games last year, he was wide receiver, numero five. But this is on Houston, so these stats don't really matter. They show how talented of a guy is. He is. He's going to get targets in Arizona, but he's not going to be seeing what I think he saw in Houston last year. What he's seen in Houston for the last couple of years, 150 targets, 10 per game, fifth in the NFL. 104 receptions, 6.9 per game. Nice. Second in the NFL. 1,165 receiving yards, 117 or 77.7 per game. 10th in the NFL. What's funny about the target total is 150 seems high, but Michael Thomas caught like 25, 35, 45 more than that, which is crazy. 
1,165 total receiving yards, 10th in the NFL, 7 total tutties, 13th amongst wide receivers, 7 red zone receptions, 25th amongst wide receivers. So why does going to a better team, probably, I think, maybe a worse team, I don't know how to describe it, because Cliff Kingsbury is just going to throw the ball a million times. He will. They'll run it with Kenya Drake, but he's going to overwhelmingly want to throw the ball. He runs what is called an air raid offense. Air raid. Keyword. Air. You want to know how you throw the ball through the air? You want to know how you run the ball? I don't know, on the ground. So DeAndre Hopkins is going to still be getting a lot of opportunities. I just worry that Christian Kirk is so good. Larry Fitzgerald, is he, the guy's old as fuck. He goes out there on his wheelchair, and he still balls out. So I think DeAndre Hopkins has a good year. I'm just really worried about the fact that they're not getting this connection. Him and Kyler Murray are not working out together yet. They're not going to be able to do some of these things because of the coronavirus. Now, if a lot of this other stuff goes off as normal, I think he'll be fine. I just don't know why you would take him over number nine, Devontae Adams. So I disagree with this ADP. I will not be taking DeAndre Hopkins ever, ever, ever above Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams is the number nine guy, like I said, wide receiver of the Green Bay Packers. Now, last year, Devontae Adams could have been the number two guy easily last year, the number two wide receiver, but he ended up getting hurt. He played in 13 games, wide receiver number 24 last season. 127 targets, 10.6 per game, 14th. 83 receptions, 6.9 per game. Nice. 12th in the NFL, 997 receiving yards, 83.1 per game, 26th in the NFL. Five total tutties, 34th amongst wide receivers, 16 red zone receptions, number three amongst wide receivers. Now, an interesting Interesting tidbit of information about Devontae Adams is the guy actually has caught 10 plus touchdowns for the past three years, except for last year. So these five total touchdowns is very abnormal. I understand people are going to say, oh, Matt LaFleur likes to run the ball. Oh, Matt LaFleur this, Matt LaFleur that. Who gives a fuck? When Devontae Adams is on the field, Aaron Rodgers just feeds him the ball. He's going to tear it up this year. I can tell you that. A lot of people, including myself last year, believe Devontae Adams was the number one guy at the wide receiver position. I thought he would beat Michael Thomas. Now, that didn't come true, and I don't think it'll come true this year, but I would not be surprised at all if Devontae Adams was the number one guy. I think it's very easy. Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, the one and two. It's very clear to me. Green Bay's still going to pass the ball. Aaron Rodgers is pissed that they drafted Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers is going on a revenge tour. Now, I don't think he's going to have a great fantasy season. I really don't, because there's just not enough guys around Devontae Adams to do that. But that's one of the keys. There's no one around Devontae fucking Adams. So who is Rodgers going to throw the ball to? Devontae Adams, the guy he's been throwing the ball to for years, the guy who is going to have a bounce back year if he plays just 14, 15 games. If he plays all 16, he legitimately could be the number one guy. I love Adams here at number nine, a very good pick. And if you guys haven't noticed, there were so many running backs at the beginning, and then we get into all wide receivers for the last couple of picks, just like the number 10 guy, Mr. Tyreek, the freak hill, wide receiver of the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Tyreek Hill last year obviously missed some times. He only finished his wide receiver number 30 in 2019 with just 12 games played. But the thing with Tyreek Hill is he will legitimately have those games where he absolutely bitch slaps your opponent. He tears it up. He will be good some games and he'll be bad some games. But his bad game, he did put up a zero spot, but he ended up getting hurt in that game. And he put up three points last year one time, but his bad game is typically like 10 points. His good game is near 30 points. So you obviously have to weigh that in. Tyreek Hill is much more risky than any of these guys on a game-by-game basis, and that's why I'm kind of falling out on Tyreek Hill. When I pick a guy in the first round, this guy's number 10. Typically, most people play in 8, 10, 12, 
12 or 14 team leagues. In every single one except for eight team leagues, this guy is going to be a first round pick. People are going to draft him over a guy like Julio Jones, who I personally just think is so much safer and is going to be an easy pick to be the wide receiver number three. He's just going to catch 1,400 yards, 1,500 yards, catch a lot of balls. He won't score many touchdowns, but he will score a lot of fantasy points strictly from getting a lot of targets. Tyreek Hill, only 88 targets, 7.3 per game, 43rd in the NFL, 48 receptions, 4.8 per game, 36th in the NFL, 860 receiving yards, 31 in the NFL, 7 total tutties, 13th in the NFL, 4 red zone receptions, 60th amongst wide receivers. Now that 4 red zone receptions should have been the most obvious thing you've ever read because when Tyreek Hill scores, he's like 50 yards out. They're on like their 30 and he just fucking heaves it out and, and Tyreek Hill just runs down the field, catches it and scores. Tyreek Hill's a speedster. He's, he's literally one of the craziest wide receivers to watch and he has one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, if not the best quarterback in the NFL. The only reason why I don't like him, like I said, is he's good some games, he's bad some games. I just don't want to deal with that in my lineup. I don't want my wide receiver one having great games and then disappearing. I'd rather have the guy that I feel won't really bust on any single week. He's not going to blow a load straight onto my face Mandingo style. So I'm just not going to worry about Tyreek. I'm just not going to I'm gonna stay away from Tyreek Hill. I'm not saying he's a bad pick. You can definitely pick him. But number 10 is a little too early for Tyreek Hill for me. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this video. Let me know what you guys thought about all these players. You could just leave it 1 through 10 or just any of these guys. Tyreek Hill, maybe you like him, maybe you don't. Let me know how you feel about their average draft positions. I love each and every single one of you guys. Uh, the birthday wishes yesterday really meant a lot to me. I really appreciate the amount of growth my channel has been getting recently. Um, at the end of the video, I always talk about this kind of stuff because I'm not going to bore you in the middle of the video and talk about it. But I really do love all you guys. I hope you guys all have a great rest of your day. And I'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another banger of a video. Make sure to have a great rest of your day. I really do love you all. It really does mean a lot. I'm officially old now. 21. Have a great rest of your guys' day. The boy.